Come on, Shelly, that's your cue. You're supposed to be there right now. You're supposed to be on. You're supposed to be on. You're supposed to be talking. I I pointed to you like they do in the movies, like, you know, like, okay, you're on. Five, four, three, two. You've never watched a Wind's World. Huh? No, I'm used to that little 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 gate thing. (laughs) You know, take three forty seven. There's a great scene in Wayne's World where in television they verbally are in the movies. Hold on, I got to turn something down. Is when, it me? No, no, no. When the uh, <laughs> another monitor. Uh, <laughs> there's a great scene in Wayne's World where one of his guys, one of his crew members, you know, who are doing the stuff in his basement, and then they get to the big times, and they're actually in a regular TV studio, and uh, the guy's teaching, you know, the professional is teaching uh, one of Wayne's guys how to do the countdown in television, and you go like, you know, six, five, four, but you don't do the three, two, one verbally. You just sort of point. So in other words, the idea being is they open up the mics at like two and there's no, there's not supposed to be anybody talking in the studio. He can't quite get it right. He keeps, (laughs) he keeps giving the numbers all the way down to one, which is sort of fun. You have to see the scene. You know, Wayne's world. Was that Garth? No, no, no. This is, this is uh, Wayne and Garth are on, on, on screen on, you know, on, on TV. This is yeah, one of the guys that couldn't get it. I'm thinking it was Garth. No, no, no. This is one of the guys that works for Wayne and Garth. He was like, oh, he's okay, one of their, one of their production it, it, guys, you know, behind the scene kind of guy. And the oh. deal was, if you know the movie, when they go big time, they have to, Tincture says what they have to bring their crew with them. That's part of the deal. And, and, you know, and, and that's part of the whole issue is that they have this guy who doesn't quite understand how to do it and it's funny because he can't figure out sounds how to, like me well listen to you well crazy uh 72 hours buckets and buckets and buckets of rain in some places in the st louis metro they got six inches of of rain and then oh, to, would that be i don't know a flood warning well but you know they finally put one in but it wasn't uh-huh. it was, it, but it wasn't the flood it was the flood watch and then it turned to snow and you know what? I didn't go to the motorcycle races on Saturday night. I was going to go, you know, but I thought to myself, man, it's just going to be. And man, I, you know, I sort of kicked myself for this because this is me saying, oh, it's going to be a mess downtown because I'm not usually like that. But the problem is that normally when I go to the show, I normally ride Metrolink and, you know, to the point I'm going like, OK, Metrolink's going to be a mess. Of course, I don't know how I don't know how they did. I don't know if a lot of people showed up or not. I mean, you know, there have been times uh, at the Dome with the Supercross, the uh, Supercross show where the place has been sold out. So I don't know. Going to be interesting. I'll check on that. And it was way earlier this year. It's, I don't think it's ever been this early. I always remember taking my son, like, you know, March and April. This is wedding season, isn't it? Now? January? Well, remember it's the wedding the show one wedding, season. Because I know you love to go to wedding shows. But remember the wedding show that was down at the Jones Dome? Yeah. And, oh, I went years or ago. Was that the boat show? No, no, no. I went years ago. It was me and five people. We had that yes, hor- horrendous. Yes horrendous snowstorm oh yeah 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 yeah. i mean it was like you know it was like and and they and it was funny because a couple of of people i know matter of fact at the time a couple clients on the radio told the story that the 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 promoters of the show went around saturday and told everybody if you don't show up we're going to charge you five hundred dollars for a no-show on sunday and they had their credit card number, so they could have done it. So then it snowed and snowed and snowed and snowed and snowed. And I went down there. I had my four-wheel drive at the time, and I went down there, 
And I'm telling you, it was me and like five people in the place. And most of the most of the, the exhibitors were not there. Uh, but, uh, you know, there were a few of them, uh, you know, the, the hardy ones. But, yeah, yeah. And I can't I think well, I think the wedding show was wasn't this past weekend, too. I, I don't it, know the answer to that. I question. think it was. I think it was. I think it was Saturday. Man, I missed the motocross. You know, I could have gone for the wedding show and just stayed for the motorcycle races, right? You actually could uh, have. That would have been fun to sit there and see them all set up. Well, and... I, I remember one year they had the motorcycle show and the wedding show on the same day in the same place. It was different spots in the America Center or whatever they call it this week. And uh, you know, uh, it was to the point where I was. You know, how many people went to both shows? It was me and about five other people. You know, because most. Most of the time, the wedding show, you know, it's the women, it's the moms, you know. I think the problem is... is it's a target-rich environment for a self-proclaimed bachelor. Are you insinuating something? Yes. Well, the only problem, Shelly, is I'm like three times as old, maybe four times as old as some of the women down there who are getting married. So Yeah, not the moms, though. I think, I think I'd probably have better luck with the great-grandmothers at this point, right? Oh, how cute. <laughs> Hey, it is BS in the morning, 613. Uh, it is the 13th of January. Hard to believe. God, can you? And it's going to be a good day because 13s are always good days. It's supposed to be warmer. We might even hit 50 today. You know, the, 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 the weather wizards of Weldon Springs didn't quite get the forecast right yesterday. They said it was supposed to hit 40. I had some stuff I was going to do outside if it, it got warmer. I don't think it ever got above freezing. I think it hit 32 and that was it. It so, was cold. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was cold outside. Snow and the whole bit. Excuse me. And And I went to... God, should I even say this? I went to Micro Center again yesterday to buy a part for one of my computers. And the line, and I'm not exaggerating, the checkout, there must have been 40 people in line. It's one of those things you get into a queue, and then there's like number of checkout stands. And there used to be, they had eight cashiers there at the front. Now they still have eight pay stations, but they have two to three people working. And at one point in time, I guess it was about two or three months ago, I actually tweeted to the Micro Center people. And when I said something to one of them. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. And they tweeted back. You know, but one of the managers told me, well, we've had budget cuts. And I'm going like, okay, if you have budget cuts, why don't they have budget cuts? They're like the only computer center here except for EPC. The point being, there's people, there's guys walking around, you know, in the store doing nothing. I'm going like, okay, cross-train those people and teach them how to do the cash register. And, you know, and when you get really busy, you know how it is, like, when you go to Schnucks yeah, or something do. like that? Like when you go to Marshalls or Home Goods, yeah, you know, they've got their department, and then when they need something, they'll right, call them and right. say, you they know, get, they get so-and-so, on the, cashier line four. Right, they get on the PA, you know, uh, yeah. available available cashiers to the front, you know, and, you know, I, I, I've been in Schnucks many times when that happens, and other stores, like you talk about. It's like, okay, so... You know, and to the point where it's like, it's like I went in, I found what I wanted and thought to myself, "Uh uh-uh, not waiting in line, you know? And and matter of fact, when I when I walked in the store, the line had maybe about thirty people in it, and I actually bought you know picked up what I wanted, walked up front, and there's like forty people in it. They're actually back into the store, and if you know how that works, there's a long queue line that goes between a couple aisles. It will like it went between one aisle, back around through another aisle, and then up to the front. And I'm going like, no, not waiting on for this. You know. So you put your part back in the appropriate place that you got it from and left. Yeah, I did. Honest to goodness, I thought, uh, uh-uh, not doing it. You know, and and to the point where, like I said, I mean, 
it's I get it that you know. I mean, you're not one of those that sits there and go, "Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit there and wait," and then you just plop it down wherever you're well, at. And the, leave. The, you're not one of those, are you? No. The problem at Micro Center is that sometimes the checkout can be a little lengthy because of the fact that a lot of things they have to get all the warranty information. You know what I mean? Some people are buying big screens oh, yeah. and cameras and you know and computers and app, you know, iPods and iPhones and you know stuff like that. And there's warranty information. Sometimes they have to you know you know write stuff out and they have to you know click on a couple things the you know put the serial numbers in and give you back a receipt and you know all sorts of crazy stuff it's not like they just go through the scanner like okay $32.45 you know that kind of a thing it's sometimes you know I and that was the thing when I went there before last time I was there there was one guy you know at one of the cashiers that must have been there 10 minutes and I'm going okay what are they doing are they like building his computer there at the desk he brought the parts up and he's gonna walk out with a finished computer Come on. So anyway, that's that's my that's, that's my funny. Well, that's my gripe of the morning. It's like, come on. You know, I mean, you know, and, and is to, that your only gripe of the morning? Well, it's, it's like, going to be a good day. It's like it's like, you know, it's like the D.O.R., you know, but, you know, we won't talk about that again. I don't have, have to go there. Snow. I don't have to go there for Not a while, again. at least for a couple of years, hopefully, <laughs> uh-huh. since I got Did all you my get all your stuff taken care of. I got, all getting aside. I got one more to do. And then what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get all my vehicles to the point where they were, some of them were different months and things like that. I'm trying to get them all in one month. And from now on, you know, I'll just drive down to Jefferson. You know, I got business in Jefferson City from time to time anyway. And I'll just, you know, figure out whenever my, you know, you can usually get, you know, I think you can renew your plates like 30 days in advance. Like if you have July plates, you can renew them in June. Uh, I'll just go down there and just take a month and just, you know, take a day and uh, go down late in the day when, you know, because that's that's the key to the DORs. If you get there at like 4 o'clock, they're usually not super busy because everybody gets there in the morning. All the retired people show up, you know. And evidently, they get to the Wentzville branch uh, around lunch. <laughs> Let's not even talk about that. <laughs> Let's <laughs> Shelly with her errant information, her erroneous. What does that mean? In, errant. I don't know what that means. Errant yes. means that you went through an error and then you rented. <laughs> Okay, six eighteen. Oh my gosh, we're late. You don't know what errant means, yeah? I don't. I yeah. will, but yeah. I don't. Well, matter of fact, yesterday, if you watched uh, some of the football games, the guys did that. You know, there was errant. Didn't do that. Yeah, they, 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 they. You know, they ran, and then, and then when they got tackled, they went run. You know, like that. Is that um, draw deck, draw back two and punt? <laughs> Say that one more time. Nope, not going to do it. <laughs> You missed it. You missed it. Sorry, dude. <laughs> 619. Westplex 107.1. It is George Ezra. Have you ever seen him before? You ever seen what he looks like before? He looks like he's oh, Hold on a minute. I, I know. And when I first heard that song, I thought to myself, okay, he's like, he's like, doesn't he sound like some guys, like, you know, like some grizzled kind of guy, like some guy would be like a, you know, like a, uh, you know, uh, some like a mountain man or something like that. He does. And he's talking like about his other song as well. Um, the one that's pistol. What? Well, he has that one shotgun. He has pistol. And then he has rifle. And then he has carbine. <laughs> no, the one that came out before this one. Uh, the one oh, oh, that was ammunition. <laughs> no. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Okay. Which, why don't we play that? We do play it. The other song? Yeah, yeah. No, we don't. We do. 
I'm calling BS on that one. I've, I'll I'll go look it up in the system. I know it's in there. If I go in oh. and, and 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 put in just search George Ezra, I I know there's at least two, maybe even three songs we play of his. Because I remember putting them in. Because remember who put them in the computer? It was me. Hey, and yes, I know. By the I w- tell everybody that you handpick all the songs. I do, and that um, yeah, you know, you you take pride in the fact that you you don't have. You don't have to be worried or embarrassed to have your kids, your grandparents, your parents in the car with our station on. Right. You put them in a trunk and that way they... (laughs) You know, it really caused me pause because one of my friends posted on Facebook and she had said that she was listening to a, a popular station and she was horrified by the words of the songs and they just played... You know, like in succession, one was about date rape, one was about, um, you know, putting out, the other one was about, I mean, it was all derogatory towards women. And she was just appalled. Well, I don't want to say that, um, um, I, don't, I don't think this is on the radio, but there's a certain gas station I go to, as I refer to the GHQT. And uh-huh. sometimes when you're out there pumping your gas, especially in the summer, uh, some of the patrons will be playing their um, their uh, radios real loud, but I don't think this is necessarily radios. I think they're like MP3 players or something like that. Uh, maybe they're even still spinning CDs. Don't know. And some of the rap songs I've heard, it's like, holy cow. I, I mean, know. It's like... I, it's you like, know, and I'm not, a, I'm not a prude by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I just... Well, I mean, they are um, like what, I, I what can't you can't believe that they get away with it. What it you just way. said, they're not necessarily vulgar in the language. It's what they want to do to women. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and that's I'm evidently like, what she was listening to at this other popular station. I'm going like, man, holy cow. And even to the point where where. Uh, you know, we'll bring up a name that Shelly and I know, uh, Bob Romanic, who has got himself embroiled in some controversies, owns a bunch of radio stations. He goes after some of the black people who allow that. And his philosophy is, hey, when you stop playing that music on the radio uh, and you stop calling each other the N-word, I'll stop using it. Because he's very controversial. He calls people the N-word all the time. But his point is, okay. I'm a white guy, and I get in trouble for calling, you know, black people the N-word, but yet the black people can call each other. And it's, you know, when you think about that, it's one of the things, like, think about that. Women can say things to each other that if a man said that to a woman, you'd be in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know what I mean? I mean, yes, you know, you know, I do. You know, I know and, exactly what you And it's to the point where it's like. Like I said, there's always a subculture. There's like a culture and a subculture. It's true. I'm sorry, I was taking a drink of my uh, Mountain Dew. Oh, okay. Does that mean I need to repeat that, or are we just going to move on? No, I'm just going to race it, act like it never happened. <laughs> like, That's what like, you do to me, Brad. Like I do, me like I never even happened. Like I do every every single morning we're on the air. Uh, it's supposed to be uh, 53 <laughs> today. could be 60 tomorrow. Complete forecast with Jennifer Wojcicki. She's coming up in about seven minutes from right now. It's 629. Westplex 107.1, how about you? 6.39, it is BS the morning, I am S, and she is B, correct? That is correct. We are almost going to double our temperature from right now. Right now it's uh, 30 degrees, going up to about 50, 55 today, is that right? Wow, they really? just changed it. Yeah, they just changed it. 55, 60 tomorrow. Man, you can't beat that. Okay, 
I am the lucky charm for um, sports teams. So many people. No, no, I'm the lucky charm for sports teams. Well, actually, I'm. I'm the lack of me is the lucky charm for sports teams. Can I give you my my reasoning? Yes, please do so. I'm sure this is going to be good. For years and years and years and years and years on this station, on crap and on this station, K296HA, which we refer to as Westplex 1071, we ran the Blues and the Kansas City Chiefs. And for a lot of those years, the Blues sort of stunk it up and the Kansas City Chiefs were, eh, okay, but not spectacular, okay? So we dropped sports on these stations to go music and the Blues win the Stanley Cup and the Kansas City Chiefs look tremendous, and there's a good chance they could be headed to the Super Bowl. So, hint, if you want to, like Cardinals, if you want to uh, you know, go to the World Series this year, call us up. Hold, excuse me, if you want to go to the World Series next year, call us up this year, and we'll broadcast the Cardinals games this year. And then we'll cancel you, and then in 2021, you'll go to the World Series and win. Wow, that's a deal. <laughs> By the way, did you hear this Kansas City game? This actually no. got, it's sort of funny because. All I know is that the Packers won. Wow, there's, there's an interesting side story, which has sort of hit the, the news, and it was actually made even funnier by an after-game interview with Patrick Mahomes, okay? There's this gentleman who dressed as an Indian, okay, the Chiefs, and showed up at, <laughs> showed up at the game. Okay. And in the first half, the Chiefs just got clobbered. It was like, I think it was in the first quarter. It was 21 to nothing. They're losing, okay? So uh-huh. this guy leaves, and as he's leaving, a TV crew sees him, and they go and they interview him. And he's going like, man, I'm bad luck. I wore my Indian suit, and uh, the Indians, the Chiefs, are just getting killed, so I'm leaving. So the guy left. As soon as he left, the Chiefs turned it around, and they ended up scoring 51 points and winning. Wow. <laughs> Matter of fact, you know, they killed. I mean, 50, I think the final score was 51 to 31 or something like that. So, And it was interesting because after the game, one of the reporters went up to, you know, Patrick Mahomes, who's the, you know, the, the phenom quarterback, and told him about this. And he said... I hope the guy stays home next week. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I so, bet the news would just be chomping at the bit to get with him and see well, what his feelings were about the Chiefs winning. Somebody knows who he is. I mean, you know, because obviously he's probably a Kansas City guy. Or, you know, I mean, he's, he's you know, he lives there or lives somewhere around. But yeah. I thought that was yeah. sort of interesting. So once again, just when you think you're down and out and you're getting clobbered in the, I think it was in the first quarter that they were down 21 to nothing. And then they go back and score 51 points, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, man, I'm to the point where we're like, holy cow, who to thunk, you know, but never, you know, what's the old thing? And, you know, it's, you know, it's really interesting. You know, the quote has been given many times about Winston Churchill, never give up, never, never give up. You know, he never said that. Who said it? No, he, he, that was his quote, but it wasn't correct. It was, what did he say? Never give in, never, never give in. 
and it was a famous speech that he gave when the, you know England was in World War II. And if you remember, if you know your history, uh, the United States got into World War II after December 7th, 1941, when we got bombed at Pearl Harbor. The Brits were in it back in 39. They were like, you know, they had two more years of this than we did. I mean, because they were getting pummeled, uh, you know, long before, uh, you know, we were. Because, you know, Hitler started uh, taking over countries in, uh, in Western Europe, like I think in like, late 37 early 38 and was working his way west and actually had taken over france i believe in in early 39 and that's when they started to attack the brits and they tried to uh, you know the you know the battle of britain the big air war where uh, matter of fact uh, if you know the movie the movie was recently in theaters dunkirk that's where the the british literally were were pushed out of europe and uh, the whole, if you know the whole, the whole battle of Dunkirk, they were pushed out of Europe in France, and there was not enough um, ships and not enough British naval ships to, to, you know, to evacuate them. And there were all these merchant marine and people who owned pleasure craft and things like that that heard about this, and they crossed the English Channel and they picked up these, these, you know, these British soldiers and brought them back to England. How's that for a history lesson? <laughs> that that was very good. Thank you. It was actually very interesting. Well, and, but, I was processing everything you said. But, that's why I didn't say it. But see, anything. what's interesting is we think about World War II, and we think about once we got in, once we got in after Pearl Harbor, and the United States yeah. had, had tried yeah. to be fairly neutral up to that point. We didn't want to get in a war, you know, and and that's that's what happened, you know. And then when you know when the uh, when the Japanese bombed us, okay, hey, no more Mister Nice Guy, and look what happened to them, right? Yes. It was intense. Okay, 6.45. Westplex 107.1. You know what? Shelly said, hey, we're on the air. We're on the air. And I went on the air and realized we weren't. So it's all Shelly's fault. But that last break got screwed up. Well, first of all, I said I was on the air because I was. I was me. I blew it. I thought we're. I thought the uh, we're only going to play one song, but I already programmed and played two. So anyway, my mistake. I screwed up. Shelly's always right. You know, Charlton Heston. I remember. You remember him, Charlton Heston. You know, what I'm talking about Planet of the Apes, I do. and you know, yeah. what is it, uh, Hercules, or whatever he was in. Um, yeah. Was it Hercules? What was the, the, the world's greatest story? Yeah, ever whatever told. it was. Yeah, Ten Commandments, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Okay. He was interviewed, I think, here in St. Louis, and he said, and he was married at the time, like 55 years or something like that. And somebody said, what do you owe your long marriage to? And he said, three words, honey, you're right. (laughs) I thought that was funny. And it worked successfully for him, did it not? Right. (laughs) Of course, of course, you know, now people say, well, he called her honey. You know, I, I, I tell you. I always call people honey. Well, you know what? When I'm somewhere and I have a woman wait on me, you know, it could be anywhere. And if she calls me honey or sweetie, I will always say, I always, always thank her. If she calls me like honey, I go, thank you for calling me honey. And sometimes I look, oh, I'm sorry. I go, no, I enjoy that. I have no problem with that. I think that's nice. You know, but yet the flip side of that, if I was like working somewhere and a woman came up, hey, honey, how you doing? Hey, sweetheart. You know, then I would be, I can't believe you called me sweetheart. That's so demeaning. Right? That's absolutely true. See, I'm telling it's the you. way that you say it. <laughs> it's the context. I don't of even it. think it's that. It's it just like the, complimenting a woman on a pair of shoes. Well, no, no, no. But but see, see, it, there, it absolutely is, Brad. See, I told you, I I gave you that that you Shelley, know the gauntlet was thrown. I'm gonna get hit for you to say, go up to a woman and say, you look very nice today. I have but to. That's not what you said. I said you look attractive today. 
which is completely different. Well, oh, it's got on. a completely so, different connotation. So I, you know that in the back of my head, I have I hear you saying as I'm out in you know in the world and I see you know women you know in stores and things like that. I've seen women with very attractive or very nice shoes, and I'm thinking to myself. Okay, Shelly says I could go up to that woman and say, hey, nice shoes. And she would say, well, thank you. And I'm thinking to myself, that's what Shelly says. But in the real world, if I said, hey, nice shoes, I'd get a purse up the side of the face. That's not true. You don't think? No. Okay. <laughs> I will try that. I'd like to see that to see the, so, you know, the Gucci emblem stuck in your face. So if I go to the gym and I walk up to a woman, I go, "Hey, nice shoes." She go, "Well, thank you." That's a little bit different, Brad. Why is it different? Because tennis shoes are tennis shoes are tennis shoes. Don't tell Nike that. Don't tell Under Armour. Don't tell Reebok, Adidas. <laughs> They'll have a big argument with you over that. I don't care. Okay. But do you, you want to know a fun fact about Nike? Uh, there used there's a school by the name of that name in Franklin County. Did you know that? I did not. Nor did I care. Nike school. My my story about Nike is, and it's it's actually a marketing story. So once upon a time, Nike came out with this shoe. Yeah. And it was like freakishly affordable. It was like, you know, let's say for the you know, for safe, for simplicity's sake, if I can say it, um, they were like $15. Okay. Okay. They, that suit, that shoe did not take off. Right. And people weren't buying it. Right. And it was the cheapest option they had, but it was still a good shoe. Right. Mike Nike turned around and started selling that shoe for $35. And these are arbitrary numbers. I'm just picking up, but, they raised the price on that shoe, and people started buying it. I don't doubt that. I mean, but but you can't do that with everything. I mean, that, that works in some cases, but not in every case. I mean, you know, if a car manufacturer comes out with a car, and they price it at $25,000, and it doesn't sell, if they turn around and, and jack it up to $40,000, it's not going to, like, you know, fly off the parking lot. You know what I mean? People are going to go, well, well it look wasn't. what they did with the Yugo or no, the, the other. No, the Yugo died a, a, a quick, painful death because it was a POS. That's what the problem with My the Yugo was. My daddy had a Yugo Shelley, and he loved it. Shelly, he. Now, granted, he had a restaurant. It was a five star down in Clayton. Right. <laughs> and he drove this Yugo around town. It was a bright red Yugo. He had a Mercedes, but he drove this Yugo around. And people actually would come up to him. And just say, if things are that bad that you have to drive a Yugo, I am not coming into your but restaurant. the problem was with the Yugos, if they were good cars, it would have been different. They were terrible cars. He loved them. But so I were the Pintos. Yeah, but, but once again, the Pintos died a death. I mean, you know, because of the fact that, I mean, actually the Pintos. That's because if you ran into the back of them, well, they blew up. But once again, sometimes, you know, us, the media, you know, exaggerates things because of the fact that they weren't all that bad. But the problem was at the time, if you, you know, and once again, I'm a car geek. I know this kind of stuff. Yeah, I know you There do. were several cars like that, that if you hit it from the rear, do you know why they blew up? 
Because the gas tank was in the back? Well, not only was the gas tank in the back, but if you go back to some of the older cars, the way you filled the gas was the license plate was on a spring. It was a spring-loaded license plate, and the gas filler was in the bumper. So in other words, what you did was you folded down the license plate frame, you know, it was on a spring, and you took the cap off, and you put the gas in. So what happened was in those cars that in a rear-end collision, the filler neck you know, which stuck through the bumper when you crush the bumper and the filler neck would would essentially go into the gas tank. And since it was a steel gas tank, most of the gas tanks now are made out of some kind of plastic, uh, but it was a steel gas tank. And as it went, it got shoved into the, the gas tank, it created spark. sparks, which blew the gas tank up. So it wasn't oh, just the Pinto. It was a bunch of cars like that. That's why, uh, that's why uh, you know, almost Every car you see now, as a matter of fact, I think it is. Every car you see, the, the gas tank, uh, the filler is on either the left or the right side. Some of the cars, like, for example, when I had my little Porsche Boxster for three weeks, uh, the filler was on the right front fender. The filler was on the right front fender. Yeah, yeah, that's where you put the gas in. And some of the exotic cars have different locations like that because of the fact that the the Porsche Boxster was a mid-engine car and the gas tank was actually uh, was actually in the um, in the front, you know, because there was no engine in the front. The gas tank actually was was in the front, underneath, like the what they called the you know the the you know what they call we talked about that not the frunk, you know the frunk was it was the it was the the, the you know you open up the front and it's a trunk. They call it the frunk. And that's where the gas what, tank for was. the Volkswagen. No, 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 for the Porsche, Porsche Boxster. I think they're still that oh, way. The Porsche. Yeah. Okay. They're still that way. Yeah. That was the that remember that was the car that my son and I bought, and we flipped it, and the guy shows up to buy it, and his buddy says, he stands about twenty feet away, and he says. That's a nice-looking 20-foot car. <laughs> the idea, once you got closer, if you got to 10 feet, it didn't look so good. And once you got it real close, it like, okay, a little dent here, a little nick there, scratch here, paint missing here, this miss, this piece of chrome gone, you know, that kind of stuff. Seats sort of torn, you know. It, it had a lot of miles on it. It had almost 180,000 miles on it, which was, you know, like a lot for, for like a sports car like that, you know. Matter of fact, one guy, we put it in, and he called us, and he says, I don't believe that car's got 100, it was like 178,000 miles. I go, nope, it does. He says, no Porsche can have 178,000 miles on it. They don't last that long, you know, but it did. Hey, we got to take a break. It is 7.03. We're way late. Westplex 107.1, I found Shelly, and my life has not been the same since. Oh, my God, it hasn't. Aw, thank you, Brad. Will you take that as a compliment? <laughs> hey. 712, it's BS in the Morning. She's Brad. I'm Shelly. You can check out our website at bsinthemorning.show. The station website is westplex1071.com. Okay, for a minute, I try not to be serious, and I try not to be political, but I have to talk about this because this really bothers me. Uh, you know, obviously, there's always finger pointing going going on between the Democrats and the Republicans, and you know, hey, you did this, no, you did that, that kind of stuff. But let's go back to last week, okay? This horrendous situation that happened, where this uh, this uh, Ukrainian airliner, and it was, and and there's so many different sub sections of this story. Is it's a 737, but it's a Series 800, okay? And it crashes and kills everybody aboard just coming out of a, off of a landing or just off of taking off from Tehran Airport in Iran. OK, and everyone on board is killed. And immediately people start saying, well, it's a 737. And then 
it comes out that the Iranian government saying we can't, you know, we don't know what happened, but we're not going to let anybody look at the flight data recorders, and and this was horrible. And then it comes out that they shot it down. Okay. And it's like, you know, at first they didn't say, you know, and there were rumors for a couple of days that, that the Iranians had actually shot down this aircraft, a, you know, a civilian aircraft from the Ukrainian airlines, um, and unfortunately had a bunch of people from Canada on it. These were students, some of them uh, who were Canadian citizens, some of them who were not, but they were going back to Canada to study. They were like college students, and there's people from all over the world, but I don't believe there are any Americans on it. So then it comes out that then the, finally the Iranians admit they shot it down. So what do the Democrats say? It's Trump's fault. Now, <laughs> Does that surprise you? Well, I'm scratching my head going like, hold on a minute now. It's Trump's fault? Why is it Trump's fault that the Iranians shot down a civilian aircraft? And people go, well, it's because of the fact that he stirred things up over there. And first off, thinking to myself, okay, this goes to show you that how ridiculous and how stupid, you know, the Iranian you know, government is and their army if they can't figure out a civilian plane from, you know, because you know, they're saying, well, we thought it was a, a, an American aircraft coming to attack us. Well, first off, it wasn't even an American aircraft. Second off, you can go on. Now you can buy this, and you don't even, some of, I think some of them are even free. I've got one on my phone. You can buy this app, you can buy the premium version, and it will show you practically every plane in the world where it's at, what its, you know, what its call sign is, uh, you know, yep, what, kind of, what kind of a plane it is, what altitude it's at, and the whole bit. I mean, yes. you can do that on your phone. And it's to the point now, it's like, okay, so nobody over there, in the Iranian government, nobody in the Iranian, you know, uh, a military could like, you know, figure out that the planes, you know, uh, and, and just like at St. Louis, okay, there is an approach and a departure path from the airport. Right, Shelly? Yes, you know there, this. Yes, there is. You're an FAA person and ex-FAA person, okay? And 99.9% of the aircraft that land and take off in and out of St. Louis use that exact same approach an exact same departure. And they get to a certain point where, you know, where especially if they're departing on departure control, the, the, you know, they switch over from the tower. You know, the, air, the pilot switches over from the tower frequency to the departure frequency and then the departure controller. And I believe that's out in Weldon Spring, isn't it? Isn't, aren't those yeah, the guys it, out there? Yes. So, yes, the Troycon. Yes. So you switch from the air traffic controller at Lambert. And when you get to a certain altitude and so far away from the airport, the pilot switches over to the departure frequency. And the departure controller essentially, you know, gives him his his heading. He vectors him to go, okay, you know, turn right, zero, one, zero, whatever, you know, go to, you know, 5,000 feet. And then they're handed off to another air traffic controller that routes them across the country. Correct? Yes. Okay. So it's like... This is not rocket science. It's pretty everyday stuff. So at any point in time, you can look at any aircraft in the sky and say, oh, in, you know, in St. Louis, you go, oh, that's Southwest. You don't have to see it. You can just look at it on this, you know, I think I've got ones called Flight, Flight Radar 24 or something like that. And, and it's right there. And even to the point where if you click on it, on the display, it'll actually show you like a picture of the aircraft. Because these guys that hang out at airports, you know, they, they file all these pictures and they, they file them by the end number. So it's Donald Trump's fault. And I'm going like, no, hold on a minute. You know, I know, I know the, Repub uh, the Democrats hate him. But to me, 
doesn't that make them look stupid? I think that makes them look foolish, yes. Uh, you know, I mean... And, and um, over-proactive. Well, I, I, it, it just, it was one of those things where over the weekend, I'm just like, okay, this is off the chain. And then the other thing that I thought was, was sadly interesting was this was, and I think there were 64 Canadian citizens who died on that, on that plane that was shot down. They said this was the largest loss of life by Canadians in one aircraft incident in like 30 years. Really? Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. I mean, because how many times in the last 30 years has a plane gone down with, you know, 100, 200 Americans on it? You know what I mean? I mean, like, you know, I mean, there's there's been several uh, in the past 30 years. I can think of several, um, you know, complete loss of passengers are, you know, quite a few. I mean, remember the, the plane that um, came in, was it Cedar Rapids, Iowa, that, that uh, had, uh, you know, that the, one of the engines blew up and the controls were, were dead and the pilots brought it in and it crashed, uh, you know, and there were quite a few people that survived, but there were, I believe, a hundred people who died in that crash. Yeah, that, it was, it was significant. Yeah. So, so I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, statistically, that's sort of interesting. So that either means that if you fly in Canada, you're very safe, or there aren't a lot of Canadians that fly. You know what I mean? You can look at it two different ways. I know, but, I, I mean, think about it. They're Canadians. Right. They're going to Iran. Well, they're, right? no, they're, came, they're coming back. They were coming. The, the flight was coming from Tehran's airport, and I believe it was, it was, going, it was, stop, it was stopping someplace in Europe, and then there was going to be the transcontinental flight because they were on a 737, and the 737s, at least this point, uh, well, I should take that back. I think some of them are flying Hawaii now, but but they typically the 737s are usually short haul jets. They don't usually take long trips over oceans. But they were they were headed somewhere where they were going to train, you know, switch planes, and they were going to go to go to Canada. I believe exactly. Flying, Who flying would have thunk that this would have happened in the country that they were leaving from? Well, but once again, it's to the point where it's a terrible situation. Some, somebody, you know, somebody in the uh, Iranian army, me, army or government made a horrendous mistake. Yes, and they did. To blame that on the president, and once again, if it were if it were Obama in office, I'd say the same thing. I go, like, you can't blame him. You know, I mean, he had nothing to do with it. I mean, you know, it's the point. Where it's I like, agree with you, Brad. I mean, the Democrats, and I'm not political, but all they want to do is they anything that happens, they will spin it to where it's Trump's fault. Well, I, I get that that's Everything. I get that that's politics 101 that you know you never want to make it look like, you know, if you're a, if you're a Republican, you never want to make it look like the Democrats. And you know what happened when Obama was in office, um, you know that, that you know something good happened and the Demo- and the Republicans, "Well, that's not good because I get it." You know, but by the same token, it's like you know, you can't pin something on the fact that it's and to me what it shows is it shows just how how unhinged and how, you know, off the hook the, the the Iranians are. You know? I mean it's to the point where to me it's like, okay, how stupid was that? It the plane took off from their airport. It wasn't like the you know, the plane was overflying the country and they couldn't identify it. They knew it took off from that airport. I don't get it. It just drives me nuts you know and and to the point where where and 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 i think if i'm not mistaken i think it got hit by two missiles i, I don't know 
you know, now the interesting thing was I read about this, you know, that that's, that was a couple hours after they had just rocket attacked our uh, air base in in um, in Iraq. And yeah. and there was no loss of life there. And I read the story on that. You know why? Why? They knew the attack was coming and they evacuated the base and there were only a few people left at the base and they were all in the bunkers. And and the the attack. So how did they get that intel? I don't know. I read that over the weekend. They talked about how that the, the the base. I think maybe they knew something was going to happen after you know after Trump, you know, blew that guy up, blew that Iranian general up. That and and that was like the closest air base uh, to Iran. And uh, so they they uh, they evacuated the base. They only had uh, you know and and the the apparently it's a pretty big air base and. There's other there's other forces on the base, and all the attack was in the American uh, section, and and one of the the missiles actually hit one of the barracks, and I remember seeing a picture of that the thing you know I think was like totally destroyed. And they said if there would have been you know people in the barracks, there would have been you know tens of of maybe even hundreds of of American soldiers and support personnel who would have been killed, uh, but they were in bunkers, and the base was pretty much evacuated. Uh, I'm going like um, oh. I don't know what's going on with. Do I sound okay? No, you never do. Haha. <laughs> uh, ha. um, so, <laughs> so the Democrats are saying the reason that this this uh, this missile um, towards the planes, the reason that happened is Trump's fault because he attacked that one guy. Yeah, yeah, and he stirred things oh. up. But the interesting thing was, go back to the Obama administration, and. I can't remember when this was that, um, you know, during the Obama administration, they used these, you know, these predator drones. Man, they were killing people left and right with these drones. Yes, they were. Remember that? They were shooting. And even at one point in time, there was this story that and it, I, I do remember it. Matter of fact, let's see if I can find it. There was a story that um, one of his girls was dating some guy or something like that. And at some kind of a speech or some kind of a presentation, he made some some comment to the effect that you better be good to my daughter, you know, because, you know, I'm the guy that that, you know, uh, controls the predator drones. You know, I mean, the idea. who said that Obama said that <laughs> I thought that's what you said. I'm <laughs> he like, did. I'll see if wow. I can find the quote. <laughs> Is that the equivalent of us normal people having a shotgun well, well, now. sitting on the fireplace <laughs> and making sure that the boyfriend well, comes over and sees it strategically placed? Hey, let's do the flip test on that one. If Trump would have said that, you know, if Trump would have said, like, you know, I mean, he's, his kids are older now, but if Trump would have said, you know, hey, stay away from my daughter because, you know what, I got the control of the Predator drones. I'm going to put a missile right up your tailpipe, and I don't mean your car. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's the point. They would oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. He's talking about killing people with a Predator drone. Oh, he's such, he's terrible. He's he's the world's worst president. But Brahma can say, yeah, you know, that guy dating my daughter better watch out because I'll get him with a Predator drone. I'll see if I can find that quote. Uh, yeah, please do, oh, because yeah. I don't know if he's, he would have said that. Oh, I'm telling you, I remember it. I remember it's something real. I would have said. But. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> well, I doubt that Obama but, said that. But they laughed at it. Oh, you don't? You doubt it? You watch. You watch. I'll look up by the next break. I'll bet you I'll have the quote. I'll bet you I have it. I'm sure you will, Brad, because <laughs> you're just that good. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> just it's just that everything in the world's on YouTube. That's that's what it is. Not that I'm good. You just got to know the search terms. Okay. See, we'll ta- I didn't see that quote on Facebook, so therefore it's not true. Here we go, man. I, you know, I listen. To, <laughs> I listen to NPR and KWMU over the weekends, especially, and they're talking about the the you know the the death of journalism. I'm thinking to myself, the death of journalism. Shelley's a perfect example of that. That all she does is look at the stuff that's on Facebook, and you know, if it said that aliens were in East. St. Louis and headed west, she'd go, oh my God, the aliens are here. Right? Probably. Yeah. 725. Everything on Facebook is Westplex true. Westplex 107.1. It's my way or the highway. That's what Shelly tells me every morning. She's, That's what you tell she's, me, silly she, boy. Shelly's like Ellen. You ever hear the stories about Ellen? No. Shelly, Ellen is like, you know, on, on TV, she's like, oh, she's so nice. She's smiley. And oh, everybody loves Ellen. But talk to the people that work for her. She's yelling and screaming, and she's ranting and raving, and she's kind of like working with you a little bit. No, it's like it's like Shelly. Shelly's so nice on the radio, but I turn the microphones off. Brad, you screwed up that last break. I can't believe it. I don't even know if I, I want to be on air. I have never said those words to you ever. <laughs> okay, Shelly, here we go. Our last break. We talked about the fact that that Trump, uh, you know, would you know, was in trouble because of the deal with with the, the the plane that got shot down by the Iranians. It's his fault. But yet Obama can kid about taking people out with predator drones. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Hold on. Oh, it's not going to play now. Darn it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> They're out there somewhere. Sasha and Malia are huge fans. But uh, boys don't get any ideas. I have two words for you. Predator drones. <laughs> okay, he was referring to... The Jonas brother. Here, let me go back again. I'm getting to the very beginning. If you, you hear the very beginning of he's hold on a minute. Okay, here we go again. Here's the very beginning. The Jonas brothers are here. They're out there somewhere. Sasha and Malia are huge fans. But uh, boys don't get any ideas. I have two words for you. Predator drones. Okay, so let's do the flip test. And if Trump had said that, what do you think people would be saying? Do you think people? Oh, would they be- they would uh, <laughs> like lose the vein would be popping out of their forehead. Right. If he's going to take out the Jonas <laughs> Brothers with predator drones, <laughs> let's say let's say they were after his granddaughters because he's got grandkids now. You know, yeah, he does. Doesn't he have grandkids that are like of that of like teens? He Obama? has to. No, 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 no. Uh, Trump. Trump's got, I think he's got grandkids, doesn't he? Like, who are like teens? With all, I have no with idea. all his never, kids? He's never, with I mean, the, the Eric, only one that's Eric ever really been. Don Jr., I mean, they got to have some kids, you know, that are like, you know, at this point in time, I think uh, I think the, uh, the, uh, the, the Obama girls were like in their preteens or maybe their early teens. Uh, because I think now they're, geez, hard to believe. I think they're like one of them's in their 20s they're now. They're in college. Yeah, are, are, are very close to being 20s. So, yeah, he can, <laughs> Obama can threaten the Jonas Brothers with predator drones, and nobody really gets upset about that. You know, I don't know. You know, it's sort of interesting. So this whole this whole morning show, have you had politics on your mind and you didn't have anybody to talk to over the weekend? And this is just something that's just <laughs> no. been... I, I, 
look, you know, turning in you. It's only been this break and the last break. It just, like I said, it it bothers me in that we get to the point where where it gets so it gets so toxic and so out of hand that come on, you know I'm on the air. Don't call me. Uh, it gets so toxic that that you know it's to the point where it's like it just doesn't. You know, I mean, reasonable people would hear that and go like, okay, that's a stretch. You know. I mean, it would, it would, it's, it's to the point where it's like, if, if, if I said, are Democrats reasonable? No, where it comes to Trump, the whole things, you know, I, 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 both sides. <laughs> I mean, the thing that bothers me about it is, is I, I get this thing, I get these updates because I'm sort of a political wonk, and I get these updates, um, you know, from you know the bills because the legislation, Missouri legislature went back in session, or Barry went back in session today, or I don't know if it was the last week or this week. They're back in Jefferson City, okay, and yeah. there's this summary of all these bills, and you can, without knowing who filed them, you can tell who filed them. And for example, there were like 20 bills filed um, concerning firearms, okay? All the, all the pro-firearm bills, guess who filed those? Republicans. And all the anti-firearm bills, guess who filed those? <laughs> the Democrats. Right, it's, it's like, okay. But and they me, have the option to do that. Yeah, but to because me. Because that's, that's the pillars that they stand on. But the problem with it is it just gets out of control. You know, I think the Republicans screwed up with the constitutional carry thing. You know, I think that, that if you're going to carry a weapon and, and you sh- you need the training and you should have the government should supervise that. I agree with that. you 100%. You know? And I'm a guy that had a, you know, have a CCW and I took the class and I learned stuff. You know, and I've had guns for years. Yeah, you know, see, been around I, I guns. Have a gun, My dad was but a I don't know particularly how to use it well but once and again i i mean we go to the the shooting range every so often but i agree with you that i think that everybody should have training and they should have to to bring the ccw back i do yes but 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 see the the same the same situation is for me the same situation is that like with the driver's license and and you know the driver's license. You have to take a test. You have to take a written test. You have to take a driving test. You have to show some skill. Uh, and there are people that flunk, you know, both the written and the driving test. And you know, and they need to go back and you know learn better and things like that. And the reason for that is that I don't want somebody coming at me at seventy miles an hour on the interstate who like is has is like a you know doesn't understand how to control the car. You know that kind of a thing. I agree. But once again, the Republican, we don't need any laws and the Democrat, we need more, more we laws. We don't need no stinking badges. Okay. I got one for you. Okay. I'm going to give it out. And this is going to be, I'm going to show you how ridiculous this is. Okay. Are we still in the politics? Well, I'm going to say there's one, there's one group of Democrats that they want to serial number the bullets. And so, in other words, you know, when you go by, like, you then know, then you wouldn't be able to afford the ammunition. Well, that's part of the problem. It would be super expensive. But when you go to, uh, you know, the 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 store to buy ammunition, and you know, you would buy the ammunition, and you and they would record the serial numbers in that box of bullets, so that, like, you know, there's all sorts of weird stuff about this because you've seen bullets deform. How are you going to read the serial number stuff like that? Okay. And so I say, I don't like trees on my property and you know me i'm sort of quirky about that because of the fact yeah, you that are. i i cut them down you know don't like trees if uh, if uh, sandy hillman's listening right now she's like oh my god i can't believe he's saying this but i don't like trees and my frustration is that i've got a piece of property 
you know where I'm talking about, that used yeah. to have trees and I have no trees, but I have other people's leaves. So I'm saying that they need... So do you get the blo- the gas blower and blow them back onto their side? No, 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 no. I'm saying what we do is... We, <laughs> Why not? If, if you're going to have... That would be a good gonna, neighborly no, thing No, 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 no. Here's my solution. If you're going to have a tree, I think that you should be forced to put a serial number on each one of your leaves... And that way, Whatever, Brad. and that way, I'll know it's from you. So when when your leave ends up in my lawn, I'll call you up and go, "Hey, I checked the database on the leaves, and your leaves are all over my front lawn. Come clean them up because they're not great my leaves. analogy, Brad. You don't think Bravo. so? Bravo. <laughs> you don't like that idea, Shelley? It's silly. <laughs> silly? How can you? Well, it makes perfect sense. That way, you know whose leaves they are, right? Um, you can probably tell by the fact that. They're over on your side, and you could actually go, oh, my gosh, you could go to the Weather Bureau and ask them what the um, past wind um, past wind. Yeah, but that, that that's numbers too, were. That's too tough. And then you could detect what, what which way the wind was blowing, and then you could detect no, which side it, of it would, the. It would, be, well, it would be much easier. No, here's what. It would be much easier if you just had, if the law would be that you had to put your address on each of your leaves in your tree. So when the leaves come out in <sighs> Whatever, spring. that's silly. You had to crawl but, up with a you know, stamp and stamp all your leaves. The place that you're talking about, yeah. uh, one side doesn't have one tree. No, there's, the there's, other side has trees, 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 trees. I get, I get leaves from everybody, except for me, because I don't have any trees. <laughs> so they can't be my leaves, right? <laughs> they right. can't be my leaves. But I think you should I have get no your trees. little gas blower no, and blow them no. back on their side. No, 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 no. Oh, we'll no, that. but you want no. them to... to um, yeah, I want them to get in the tree, mark, climb mark up. Mark their and, leaves? Yeah, and put, and actually, I want them to put their address in each one of their leaves in their tree. And that way you know where they came from. Whatever. Yeah, simple as that. Don't you think that would be easy? Oh, look, 743. Westplex 107.1, you got it. Under the bridge, 753. It is BS in the Morning. I am S. She is B. The web address is bsinthemorning.show. And uh, we're, uh, for those of you who uh, do listen to our podcast, and boy, there's more and more people all the time, Shelly. I told you that. Um, is there really? I'm yeah, so yeah. excited for that. Well, we're switching our podcast host. And it may be sort of weird because we're switching from one to another. So if you go to iTunes, none of the new podcasts are up there yet. And hopefully they will be. But uh, the old ones are up there in podcasts. But if you just go to bsinthemorning.show and you click on the podcast link, they're all on there. And the uh, reason for that is we found a different host that, uh, quite honestly, has uh, some neat features that the other ones didn't. And, you know, it's interesting. The podcasting world is really exploding. I mean, it's just, it is amazing to me how many people are listening to podcasts. And you know who the number one podcaster in the, in the country is? The number one organization that puts the most number of podcasts that people listen to up? iHeart. NPR. NPR, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can see that. Yeah, yeah. Well, but once again, they're making money at that because of the fact that they're not restricted. See, when, with their stations, their stations are not for profit and they're non-commercial broadcasts and they can't run regular commercials. But on the I, on the on the uh, the pods, they can do whatever they want. You know, they don't. They're not restricted by the FCC because the FCC doesn't control the podcasts. 
So they can run ads like nobody's business, and they make yes, a ton yes. of money off of that. So, and I'm not, I'm not begrudging that. Well, maybe I am. <laughs> it's, it's not good when you compete with. Uh, in our situation, we compete with the state and the federal government because the state, you know, the, in, in St. Louis, the NPR station, KWMU, is owned by the University of Missouri, and it uh, gets money from the CPB, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, which is the feds. So they get state money and they get federal money, and we do nothing but pay money to the state and the federal. We get no money from them. Zero. The balance, Zero, huh? yeah, the balance, Nada, of, the big goose egg. Yeah, the balance of payments are out of whack, but that's a whole other story. Uh, weather today is supposed to get much warmer. Matter of fact, I got a feeling probably by uh, this time tonight, most of the snow will be gone. Uh, it's supposed to hit, uh, what did I say last time? 55. Let's see what the latest thing is. Uh, 54. 54 today. Now they upped it a little bit more. 63 tomorrow. Wow. Wow. Yeah, 63 tomorrow. Owe me a Coke, Hildebrand. What's that? You owe me a Coke. Why do I owe you a Coke? Because we said it at the same time. No, it's a Pepsi. We don't do Coke in this radio station. Oh, that's right. Pepsi's our advertiser. We don't, we don't talk <laughs> you about. You owe me a Pepsi. <laughs> we don't talk about Coke in this station. I'm so for sorry. For two reasons: I, a, I what people, was I thinking? people have the wrong idea, and two, they're not a sponsor. And that's probably the most important thing is because they're not a sponsor. Uh, we're going to take. That's true. Sorry, Pepsi. <laughs> sorry, Nate. Sorry, Kate. <laughs> They're not on anymore. We're going to take our last break. We will be right back. 7.56. He's so good on the air, don't you think? He really is. But I say that every time. Because you know why? He sends me $10 every time I say that about him. Oh, he does not. <laughs> he does. I like the fact that they're not your average gym and swim. That is a good... That, you know, You know. sometimes people come up with very interesting lines about their business. You they know, do, don't you know, they? Jim, I heard that. It's funny you should mention that because I thought to myself, we're not your average gym and swim. And I thought to myself, you know, what a great line that is. You know, I mean, uh, years ago, I used to work for a guy. And of course, if he, uh, he heard me now, he'd probably, you know, shoot himself. But he used to always say that the best communicators communicate with an economy of words. And at the time, yeah, I'm verbose, so well, I'm not a really good well, communicator. But, but I think we all know somebody who is not necessarily, you know, a talkative person. But when they talk, you listen, and it makes sense with very little words. You know what I'm saying? I do. You know, I mean, people can, you know, somebody can, you know, talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, but somebody else can say, "Look, here's what we're going to do." One, we're going to do this. Two, we're going to do this. And three, we're going to do this. Okay, ready? You know what I mean? And you go, okay, that was simple. (laughs) We know where we're heading, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, that's going to do it for BS in the Morning for a, a, f- a hard-to-believe January 13th. Man, where's this month gone It's already? the big one three. Woo-hoo. <sighs> where's this month it's gone? It's the first January 13th of a decade. <laughs> Here she goes with, it's the first January 13th of the decade. Yes, that's right, Shelly. Uh, but do, do, you, do you... I'm excited. Do you really think people, they're, that's very top of mind, you know, that people are like, hey, it's a new decade. Do you think I pe- do. You really do? People are like that? I, it's very top of mind for me because 2019 was, it needed to be over. <sighs> Listen to you. Yeah, it needed to be over, huh? You know, unfortunately, yeah, some things did. have carried I, I over I mean, I am welcoming and embracing 2020 with open arms, an open heart, and an open mind. Shelly, you know what? We've been what? on the air almost exactly two hours, and I have not done one drop yet. Okay. (laughs) 
That so, causes me pause. So now it's time for you to give the intro. What are you going to do, Brad? <laughs> Go ahead. It's time for you to give the intro. Go it's going to be something that I'm just going to want to thr- nope, you know, nope, just nope, throttle nope, you, nope, isn't nope, it? Nope, nope, nope. Just go ahead and give the intro. Okay, and now it's time for the most important man in St. Charles to step up to the microphone and say, I'm 